0: A uh, tale, uh, not from Beetle and the Bard, but a tale for us this
1: that I heard was gone. Yeah, I was on the uh, the subway this morning heading to work, and uh, I get on, and sitting across from me is this, to be generous, I'll say maybe he was 320 pounds. You said 350 uh, gentleman. in the text. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I said I would be generous, you know, and all of a sudden I see on the right side of this guy's jacket. He has a hand of the kingpin. And now this guy, like I said, he's easily 300 plus pounds. You can probably tell from the text that I sent, right? Because I snapped a photo of him. And Mike, I, uh, I shared it with uh, Zach and Eric.
0: Mike is the biggest creep of all time. <laughs> this guy's, look, this guy's a looking at photo.
2: He, he says, ignore the motion No, he blur. was asleep. He was asleep. Oh, he
0: had okay. his eyes closed. Oh,
3: well, so. Mike,
1: I've taken many pictures of sleeping
0: people on a subway before.
1: <laughs> but have you ever been on New York City subway during rush hour? I mean, there's people all around you. There's people looking over your shoulder. They're going to be wondering, why is this guy taking a picture of a 350-pound <laughs> black man I just, I just sitting guy. on the you were the
0: biggest asshole of all time, I bet. <laughs> like, look at this guy taking pictures of guys sleeping. But they didn't know that he was, like, the second in command of the entire kingdom of Westeros. All seven That's of right. them, in
1: fact. But uh, yeah. I just thought it was awesome that he was wearing the, this Hand of the Kingpin That's on his excellent. jacket.
0: The
2: place you get that Hand of the Kingpin is the HBO store. Is that is that right? No. No.
0: He got it from the king No he got it from the king Yeah it looks authentic Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah okay, Spoiler alert cool. cool. I'm For looking gosh. at it
0: right now From this photograph It looks like a banana medallion From Donkey Kong Country <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure
4: that's exactly
0: what it Wait, Hey guys let's all welcome Selena back She's here and he, hey, he look like, Hey. I'm
3: here to represent <laughs> the brand, love, and all that other crap that uh, <laughs> that I apparently do here.
0: How's how's uh, how's Hypeable doing over the last week since we haven't seen you? How's that been going?
3: Hypable is doing fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Listen, I
0: did see something that made me so super excited. I saw you tweet about it with Andrew. Um and I wanted to like get in on that tweet combo, but I'm gonna let you guys keep it. But you guys just launched a Doctor Who podcast and I'm so excited about yes, that.
3: Yes, we are so excited. I mean it's I'm I'm not on it, so <laughs> um All right. but uh it's a number of hypeable staff members who are doing a hype a, a who hype and uh, it's very exciting. The only part that annoys me is that they rejected my suggestion to use who let the hype out <laughs> for oh the new tune. <laughs> that would have been amazing.
0: I, uh, I, I do have to say, I'm, I, I saw it and I geeked out. I mean, you and I had our little Doctor Who conversation on Twitter mm-hmm. one day, but um, it was really funny because it's cool that they're doing, I saw like their speaking point for like an episode was they're talking about an old Russell T Davies episode and that was just like the craziest thing. So that's cool as hell.
3: Yeah. It's going to be an awesome show and it's debuting, I think sometime this week because they've recorded their first episode already. And yes, I'm more excited for this (laughs) than like any other show. I'm sorry. I
0: can't, I can't stop looking at this picture of this man on the subway. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, you don't look like Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage? Hello? yeah it is actually he does look like duck sauce true story well I guess we should talk about Game of Thrones because this is Game of Thrones uh, it's a podcast that's hopefully um, I had to ask these guys what the episode number was because I don't really I didn't remember to type into this document but um, hopefully it's near and dear to your hearts by insert episode number here well what is it Terrence what did you say number we're on
4: I think what number nine
3: nine yeah Let's welcome
0: everybody to the podcast right now. Everyone that's listening, we're we're like we're we're at one episode older than all of the new people that just started watching Game of Thrones this season. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> and today we are completely full. The entire panel is here, and by the entire panel, I do mean the original cast. Of, I want to like I want to give us a cool name like the trio from Harry Potter, but we don't we can't do that because there's too many it's of the us. The Quattro. Wait, there's I mean, five
1: of us, though. Oh, the Cinco. <laughs> the,
2: the, the Pentagon. Uh, the king, king's, king's
1: Guard. The King's yeah. Guard. Oh, perfect. I love it. This week's episode was the the Prince of Winterfell, and it opened with Theon, appropriately, and his sister Yara, or uh, Asha, depending on if you're a, a book lover, I guess. It really opened with Yara laying the smackdown on Theon. <laughs> I mean, probably my own of the week is going to be Are you the dumbest cunt alive? (laughs) 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 And the C word is dropped on Game of Thrones. Yeah. What did you guys think of the episode overall, I guess? Let's get your thoughts on that, and then we can kind of dive into the the specifics.
3: I definitely thought it was a good episode, but it definitely had a feel of the calm before the storm, if you know what I mean. like This was a big setup episode for what is going to go down next week. I and feel like we've been I saying that tell. all
0: season. You know? Yeah. I know, yeah. but
3: i it's getting, I, I feel like the, the other episodes have had sort of, I'm not saying that this didn't have value on its own, but this sort of, like most of the storylines, they were basically just hanging around waiting for the big fight. That's all they were doing.
4: Well, you know, we it was still good though. We we actually saw some TNA in this episode, so I was pretty happy with that. (laughs) (laughs) In this episode,
2: in this episode, they're uh, you know they're they're able to say, hey, Stannis, you know, not not only they you know they stop saying he's going to be here any day now. They're saying he's going to be here tomorrow, like or at least he's saying that you know the winds are right. You know, we're going to be there in a day now. So. There's no time for anybody else to do anything. This is where – where we've seen the characters in this episode is pretty much where they're going to be when war breaks out at King's Landing. And that's going to be – that's going to be really exciting. Um, Yeah. So I think it really was just kind of a review of where everybody's at and kind of what they're doing maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit. There was a lot of downtime though, a lot of character moments in this episode. Yeah.
1: and I think that's why even you got that very quick glance of Daenerys and Ser Jorah, because you probably aren't going to see them in the next episode at all. You know, I threw out that question to you guys, you know, why are they even in this episode? What's the point? But I think, you know, what you guys just brought up, the fact that it's laying the groundwork for Blackwater... Uh, is probably why they were left out, or why they were included, just for that brief moment.
2: I have kind of a timing question. In the beginning of the first season, I remember Ned Stark goes from Winterfell to King's Landing and back in like an episode. But uh, Catelyn says to him, you've been gone, you know, two, three months. It takes like a month to travel between the two. So with Brienne and Jaime Lannister heading from where Robb Stark is to... You know, to King's Landing, do you think they'll get there before the Battle of Blackwater? After the Battle of Blackwater? During when will they get there? Like, will we see them again before season three or will we not? Because I still think that this world is like really, really big, right? It's supposed to be really big, and with Stannis coming tomorrow, 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 they really can't
0: screw with the time. You know that much.
3: I hope that they don't. They don't get there for a while because their journey is awesome.
0: Yeah, when, that whole that entire scene when they were about to when they were launching off in the boat, I was just like, oh, and this begins <laughs> the start of a beautiful friendship. Yes, <laughs> it's
3: like my favorite part of the books. Oh my gosh!
1: How about that though? How about the whole scene when Rob comes in to first confront Catalin about. What she's done. I mean, the whole son-mother relationship was completely thrown out the window.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm glad for that. I'm glad he's not, uh, you know, shy or weak like Jon Snow is. He can Aww. hand a woman her business when when she has... To, you know
0: we had a twitter question where someone was like hey where the hell has Baelish been they tweeted at us the other day and it was just like that. where the hell has Baelish been is he still like traveling around with the girl wearing the sink him and Varys I think <laughs> took a
1: little vacation together
0: a, a, a little summer at Hall just enjoying the hallowed halls
1: yeah, exactly. That's beautiful.
4: That that mother son thing is still kind of there because if it were anybody else, they would be beheaded at this point. But this was the first time in this series that I no, had really. Dis- Rob's
0: not going to behead anyone, though. Come on, now. Well, he yeah, or or a prisoner, okay,
4: or or, or he could have thrown her in, you know, in one of the pens or something like that. But what my point is with right. this is, this is like the first time in this series in the TV show that I've really been disappointed with Catelyn. You know, I mean, yeah. I've seen her as kind of this victim the entire first part uh, – well, the entire first and second season, but now it's just uh, – she's just making these decisions behind Rob's back, and it's really sitting with me really, really uneasy. She has Brienne, though,
2: which is good. Like, if it were anybody else – Escorting Jamie to make, I presume, to make an exchange. You know, the Stark girls for the Jamie, but the Jamie, uh, <laughs> the Jamie. The Jamie. The Jamie. Oh. What else? He, you know, he transcends boundaries. Yes, you can't define him anymore. He's, he's the Jamie of the show. He is this show's Jamie. Other shows have different Jamies. Yeah, um, with British so, They're called
3: Sawyer. Yes, they're
2: oh. called Sawyer. <laughs> Speaking of, but I'm okay, bunch. number one of the lost many lost references we could make this episode. Um, right. When they're talking about defending Winterfell against thieves, uh, but we'll get to that, I guess, a little bit later. Like
0: Sawyer's Gunstash?
2: Sawyer's Gunstash. Well, <laughs> the same thing they were talking about. The same thing that uh, you know, Varys and and Tyrion and Bronn were going yeah. over about. You know, thieves uh, capturing the food and profiting off of it. You know, finding the supply line, cutting it off, and becoming the new king of the mound, as it were. I was like, yeah, I saw that on Lost. So
0: I was told that it. I was very Sawyer-like with my, uh, with my nicknames and stuff. And I usually would question that and say, that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. But then I just realized how we've basically given a nickname to every single character on the show whose name <laughs> isn't is true. Like Henry this or is John. This
1: true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Did, did you guys feel something was missing, though? Because last episode, you, you're left with Catelyn drawing a sword on Jamie and then this episode all of a sudden you find out that he's escaped. So as, as a viewer of the of the TV show, are you thinking to yourself, "Wait, what happened? Why did she let him
0: go?" I don't I I personally never really sit back and question the motives of people that are working on shows like this because they've done something and they do things to warrant their position, and I give them all the respect in the world. That being said, uh, objectively and I'm not even trying to look through it for, through fanboy goggles. Um the, I watched this episode and I just kinda sit back and I question the entire thing. The the pacing with John and Ugrit was was just so so terrible in my opinion. Like i I, I so they're lost. So lost that now he's her prisoner, and now they're meeting up with Boneface,
3: mm, the Lord of Bones.
0: One day they're lost, and then now they're getting—they're meeting up with a dude. I just feel like they've—they left so many holes, and I know that the book would fill a lot of those holes, but they've done a better job covering so many other holes in the show before. And I feel like the gap with Brienne and with jamie and with Catelyn was a lot more acceptable because, I mean. They don't have to necessarily show, to answer your question, Micah, they don't have to show her having the full conversation with Jamie and, you know, with the sword on his throat because we know that Catelyn's not going to kill Jamie. That would probably be bad for the show. She's, for the book, she's not going to kill Jamie. So the fact that they didn't show that conversation, I feel like just showing Brienne with Jamie fills in everything, you know?
3: Mm -hmm. Right. But I think, like, one thing that we can definitely take away from this is that it's that really good thing that they're splitting the third book into two seasons because I think that you are right that there are definitely some some parts that have been rushed in order to make room for other things like how many episodes they have like two episodes of Rob of uh, what's his face John and Egrid running around in the snow yeah for so- having yeah and and that's obviously something that allowed for a lot of great jokes and a lot of great tension and all of that but that does mean that suddenly We've got 3 episodes left and the plot has to move really fast. It was just so light. So they have light. to cut some things.
0: You know what I mean? Like one moment mm-hmm. they're they're make they're cracking dick jokes and then the next moment Rob or John maybe getting killed.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: It was just I just felt like in the book I'm sure it made total sense. And in the show it for all intents and purposes it did make sense, but were you guys just not seeing that and thinking Okay, so
1: they're here now. No, well, um, not only that, let, let's switch to that particular scene, though, that you're talking about. Because not only are, you know, like you're saying, okay, here we are, but Corinne Halfhand is there as well, who seemingly got yeah. captured <laughs> somewhere along the way. Yeah, that's so, what yeah, I'm saying. Well, that's
2: explained in the show. He just says that they found Jon Snow and Ygritte's tracks. They went to track them, but that the wildlings or whoever that group of people can refer to themselves as, because they seemed a lot more organized than we had seen wildlings before uh, you know, Lord of Bones' troop, they found and killed everybody but Corinne Half end And you know, I thought that was dealt with fine on the show because Jon Snow says they all died for me, didn't he? Didn't they? And Corinne Half end is like, uh, make sure it wasn't for nothing. And Yeah. That's just kinda I don't know, closed the loop for me. The question I really had about this scene is why Igrit was able to talk you know, talk to the Lord of Bones that way where she was like oh that's something from monster to side don't you think and oh, she yeah. was just kind of like getting all in his face she's free
3: well, yeah they're all free. they're all free that's the but whole like, point yeah exactly uh, and she's powerful i
0: think what eric's trying to say is being the kind of person that the lord of bones is he's surprised that she even did it let alone got away with it
2: yeah that's what i'm trying to say even if she is free even if they have like even if they can both vote okay you know, the fact yeah. that she got no, in no, his No, she's base.
3: powerful. I mean, she's, she's clearly a fighter and she's has all these skills and who knows what she's done to earn his trust, you know.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, I'm sure she has some kind of power over him.
0: If anything, it's painting the image that the concept of rank is fairly new for these people. Like they've yeah. they've just appointed a leader. Like this right. is all new to them. So right. maybe she's overstepping mm-hmm. a bound that they previously wouldn't have had before.
3: And waving the whole Mance uh Raider thing over his head as well. Yeah. Is is sort sort of her trump card. It's saying, right. Look, we're all equal, but Mance Raider is Mance a Raiders, little more equal right. than the rest of us. So if you piss him off, <laughs> You're not going to be the Lord of Bones anymore. In that scene right.
0: when Halfhand was like, uh, hey, basically like, hey, dude, check this out. Just play along. Yeah. He was like, I hate you. You're dumb. You're dumb and all this stuff. I was thinking, <laughs> hey, man, that's pretty good acting. And then I thought, Inception, wait. He is a good actor because he. This is a, he's acting. He's acting right. This is two levels. This
3: is too is much. The top gonna stop spinning. That's oh my gosh. Yeah, th- yeah that was know,
0: great right?
2: because uh, you know they're playing up this rivalry, like oh, uh, nobody likes Jon Snow, making him seem much more badass than he could possibly make himself seem. You know when when Quarron Halfhand gets angry and kicks him down a slope. You know, you th- you get to thinking, oh, okay, so now Jon Snow is like a a force. You know, he's actually managed to offend somebody, when in reality he really hasn't. He's just kind of flunked his way through the last three episodes. If you'll. Oh, that's
0: so it. mean. That is so but, mean. I'm Sorry,
2: but it's he's not. He's there's an active voice and a passive voice. And if we were describing the exploits of Jon Snow in the book right now, it would be passive things happened So I've Eric,
3: seen, Eric, are you saying that you don't like Jon Snow but you like Theon Greyjoy? Well,
2: you know, <laughs> let's let's go back to that Theon scene in the beginning of the episode. I'm not going to talk about it long at all, but if you you know, to answer your question, I felt that that the way this episode opened with um Yara and Theon and stuff, I was very underwhelmed by it. Just in general, like she handed him his ass and all that, but I didn't really get what she was trying to do, telling him that story about when he was a baby. She, she cares about him. him.
0: Yeah, that yeah, was, that uh, was yeah. new yeah. to me.
2: Th- that was totally new
4: to me, and I was like,
2: ah, I'm, "Like I hate you, but I don't. I'm just like,
3: whatever." She's well, a when, layered when it, character.
4: Yeah she she's a confused character. Whenever it comes down to it, at the end of the day, no matter how much she owns him all the time, they're still family. And there's that I mean, mm. we've seen it through and through with the series that there's this unbreakable bond with family. No matter if your family has, you know, done something absolutely horrible, you're gonna back them up because they're your family.
2: I I couldn't decide if I could take her at her word for that. Like if she was really being sincere, because to think about it, and she's totally right, he has screwed everything. Yes. You know, he yes. he has made the worst decision you could possibly make at that time by pretending that Brandon Reagan are dead. So Everybody wants him dead and all that stuff, but considering the fate she was uh, happy to consign him to, with raiding sea villages, fishing villages, you know, before he took before he took Winterfell, um, you know, I still can't feel like she really cares about him all that much because if he hadn't gone and taken Winterfell, he would have been in even even maybe even in a worse situation than he was now.
3: Yeah. Well, I think she she loves him, but she doesn't respect him.
2: Well, that, that you know, much is clear. You
3: know, raiding villages, <laughs> he'd have been out of the way. He wouldn't have been in harm's way. He mm. wouldn't have gotten any glory either, but he would just be sort of off on his own which is what she wanted.
4: Can we talk about how dumb Theon really is? He says, look, I've killed all the ravens, and I've got all the horses. And I mean, <laughs> a word is going to get out
2: well, about actually, what he did. There were two or three different scenes in this episode where people said, we haven't heard from Winterfell. Varys uh, was, t- was talking about how all his little birds went silent ever since Theon uh, captured Winterfell. They don't know anymore. Rob still doesn't know that that his little brothers are supposedly dead. And thirdly, uh, the Tywin said uh, that uh, the Grey, you know, Theon, the Greyjoys, did them a favor by distracting Rob. But they too don't know any more details. So it sounded like killing the Ravens actually worked. Uh, well, that's yeah, uh, true. Yeah, I was going to say
4: that. But, I mean, but uh, still, e- either way, it's going to. It's going to, somebody's going to come up and and find out what the hell is going on. I mean, either way, unless somebody escapes again or, you know, something like that, someone is going to find out and then all hell will break loose for Theon.
1: Yeah, well, we're about to hopefully see that bastard of Roose Bolton's attack Winterfell in some capacity. But, you know, Eric, going back to what you were saying before, I think that there were a number of times, and I, I quoted at the beginning of the episode, where... Uh, Yara was attacking Theon, but she was almost doing it in a way to to convince him to go back home. I think she wanted him to leave. She realizes that every person in the North wants to see him hang, and probably some in other parts of Westeros as well. She knows he is in terrible, terrible danger if he stays here, because he he's amongst enemies anyway I mean how many men did he take Winterfell with 20,
4: like how many 20 are staying right with him
1: right it looked and like Yara wrote and off and they all with suck let's her... be honest they all yeah. suck <laughs> yeah.
0: right? I mean, exactly.
4: exactly like
0: I thought it was really funny because when when we meet her she's a creep uh, and she doesn't. She doesn't like him, yeah. you know. And for rightly so. She got like
1: a tummy rub with no yeah, problem. That was not brother. a brother. Tum- that wasn't a tummy rub. <laughs> 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 I was being uh, yeah, 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 generous. You PC, that, yeah. Yeah. PC, yeah. <laughs> PG, I should say.
0: <laughs> um, I th- let's let us let us just make this. Let's just throw down the gauntlet right now. And this is I'm speaking directly to, every, to all of you guys listening to the show. Gauntlet being thrown. Um, if you watch Game of Thrones, we assume that when you listen to Game of Thrones, you are of the age to have watched the Game of Thrones, and thus you can take us saying things like, we'll just, the gauntlet of Throne, moving on. Um, <laughs> she gave him that story, right? And I thought it was a little, it just it just happened so quickly. And, and another issue with filling gaps, it went from her just thinking he's the biggest dumbass, saying, hey, take the sea bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, take it, it's the sea bitch, it's funny. <laughs> and just laughing, right? Yeah. It went from that to her being there and be like, okay, you took Winterfell. That's legit. And then, but she's like, so nice. The story was, it was completely out of left field, but she was being a total dick to him just before saying, you were a terrible baby. I wanted to kill you. It was crazy shit. I wanted to kill you. You were so loud. You sounded like a dying pig. But when I looked over at you and you looked up at me from your crib, you stopped crying and you smiled. And she just walked off. And that right there, as far as a sibling moment, is huge. And I just think it was it was a really important thing for her character to move forward. But I really wish we would have seen more of her before she was able to be so, like, I mean, for all intents and purposes, she was pretty nice even saying that to him.
3: I totally agree that we needed to see more of Yara, but that's basically because I like her. So <laughs> um, she's a, she's an awesome character in the books, again, with the books. Well, but you um, like Yara. you yeah, so know, I there. like her brother Theon.
2: So together, we like the Greyjoy. Oh, God, is
3: that the same thing? <laughs> okay. What about oh, oh, I, I do agree. <laughs> I do agree that
2: Theon's gotten himself into quite a pickle, and I look forward to seeing him try and he's dig just, himself out. Um, he's
3: just so selfish like he's just doesn't I don't know he's just such a he just all he wants is desperately for his dad to approve of him which I guess in itself isn't man. so bad if he wasn't <laughs> willing to he does, have daddy. Do, he
2: do does think, have daddy what do you think what do you think is the word the that, that um, you know Father Greyjoy wants with his son she says dad would like a word what do you think it's gonna be um, <laughs> you know
1: dumbass
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> such a time investment to have a conversation with anyone in Westeros yeah I, <laughs> I, kill, I killed the ravens, so basically I have to take a ship to the Iron <laughs> Islands.
1: <laughs> yeah, but she's, she is so rude to him, though. I mean, she yeah. said when, when, he, when he was taking Winterfell, which one gave you more trouble, the cripple or the not five-year-old? Not only that, but uh, yeah. so so I, true, though. You know,
2: he says, I treated him honorably, and, and he says, you call it treachery. You, know, you locked him in their home, and then we're mm-hmm. upset when they didn't keep a promise. I call it bravery.
3: She has honor. That's what she has, and that's what Theon mm-hmm. doesn't have.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 opinion. so true because she can be vicious, she can be ironborn, she can take what, and she even said that in the conversation, we're ironborn, we take what's ours, but it's like she was also just like but listen man you got to have enough sense not to be a total asshole and you definitely are yeah and everyone wants you to die for it what i thought was
2: great about that scene too is all the men she's just insulting him in front of those like you know 15 20 guys at the table and then she asks them they're all eating while they're you know just kind of listening in and then she asks them to leave and there's that long shot of 15 guys getting up and leaving the room and i was like really they couldn't go somewhere more quiet or private they just they commanded all these other guys to stop with they were doing and leave (laughs) like this is this is like kingdom at its best like it's highborn man highborn yeah Yeah. man that's Mm -hmm. just i was just like wow you know all (sighs) these people just displaced themselves like
3: speaking about yara and theon i guess the whole sort of big reveal at the end, quote-unquote reveal, about Bran and Rickon being alive. Any of you guys who hadn't read the books, were you at all surprised? No.
4: Slightest. No. <laughs> Not since we recorded last week's Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, they t- kind of put that to us. kind rest. of t- talked
2: about that a lot. The, the show just didn't <laughs> yeah. really leave any question at all that yeah. it could have been them. Um,
0: I, was pre- I was happy no. that we got to see like Hodor Sleeps. So that was cool to finally see that. That was
3: <laughs> Thank God. Because we were all wondering.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, listen, can we just take a moment and appreciate that
1: terrible morning wood. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Oh <laughs> gross. <God. laughs>
3: you went there.
1: Um
0: the gauntlet has been thrown, guys, you asked for it. No, um uh, can we just take a moment and appreciate, just for one moment, um two things. All right. First off, the amazing glacier shot right at the beginning, after the whole yard. I knew you'd thing. like that. I knew you'd
2: yes. like this. It was yes. just It was just like, hey, guys,
0: let's take a trip up to Iceland. All of us people, a few (laughs) semis full of shit, they're like, hey, listen, HBO totally funded us to make this show, and Ben and Weiss and all those people were just like, and Kat Taylor on Twitter, you know, doing her stuff, like, everyone's just like, all right, let's go, and they go to Iceland, and they're just, like, hanging out on these just giant glaciers, and they shoot dialogue scenes that last 30 seconds. It's just so funny. I love it. I think it's beautiful. And um, it was just a great shot. But also the second thing I really would like to appreciate is um, what will probably go down as the own of the season when uh, we finally see the two together, the, the duo. And he says, you're much uglier in the daylight. I just thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Jamie and Brienne are going to change the world one, yes. one, like, <laughs> one, <Yes>. spin-off, <laughs> one spin-off sitcom at a time. I, I, did, One
1: a time. I did
2: not get this. This comes from not having Uh-oh. read the books. I didn't know that there was anything particularly special about to happen to them, except...
1: They're going to go on a journey. Well,
2: okay. That's cool. Um, yeah. An amazing I hope it lasts journey. longer than Arya and Gendry's journey. Um, yeah, really. But at the same time, yeah. because he's Jamie and because it just seems like the show's entire attention is on him. Um, this last, you know, it's sort of during this arc of the season. Um I do look forward to when that happens.
1: Speaking of Arya That's and Genji true. though, they're about to set out on another journey or so it seems. So,
2: what, which is what, good what was with Arya. I, yeah, try, she was totally trying to wish for more wishes from from <laughs> Jack and Hygar. Well, it worked. <laughs> she totally
0: found a way to do it. This was crazy. She was, he goes, he goes, Unname me, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> please, please. <laughs> uh, he was
3: serious
2: about it, and and, and then he said that he said awesome. a girl lacks honor, and she just shrugged. She shrugged right <laughs> in his face. She's like, "Oh,
0: <laughs> no." That was so great, and that's something they're doing just beautifully with the show. Like same with the Brienne and Jamie thing. It's just ah, uh, just way to take it from yes. face value from what it was, and just make it even stronger for us on the TV. But did you notice
1: that she said he's going to kill my brother? She just yeah. completely let that slip. Does he yep. not
2: already know who she is who she says she is? I think he knows already doesn't.
3: knows.
1: He does. I I think he does know who she is and and maybe that's a reveal for later on in the last episode uh of the season, but I I'm, I'm not quite sure how he knows. I love his character in this. Yeah, show. no, I love Ooh. this guy. And a couple episodes ago, <laughs> yeah, I you think mentioned he's great. he was talking in
2: the third person and that was unsettling. Like I I get that. But this guy, I don't know, he just was really cool, like like Zach said when he says, "Please, he really means it. He doesn't want you know he said the the gods
0: don't mock there's just something that we like as consumers and as people that enjoy stories, and it's the same thing with with tales like Harry Potter where where adults give these younger kids all their respect in the world and speak at them with a with a totally um even level. We for some reason it empowers the the kid and it verifies who they are as a as a person and as a character in the show and people love people love that that's that's just a really great plot mechanic I think and that's right. what they that's what they did with with Arya and and Jack in, in that scene and it, instantly for us it makes him so much more likable just like any member of the order would be likable to us because they believe the shit that Harry's saying it's the same thing
2: I think I think you nailed that mm. I think you nailed that pretty well the um now with Arya though so I guess she really was going to kill Tywin but she took her time with it and then unfortunately it kinda things got out of hand, you know, they, they happened too soon for her to act. So she had to kinda change her game plan. But she knew ultimately he would go to kill Rob and I guess her plan was to kinda get, you know, Jack and Highgar to kill uh Tywin, but before you know, before she could it was too late. So, you know, we're seeing this kind of delay where she really did I guess she learned probably quite a bit about him. Um, You know, during her captivity, if we could call it that. But, uh, you know, she grew to like him and that was actually a, kind of a flaw. But at least we see now that she really did want to, you know, when she was pressed, she did want him dead um, and would have commanded it to be so if he hadn't already hopped on his horse and
3: left. I'm so excited, though, that her and Gendry and potentially Hot Pie, depending on what <laughs> they do, that they're on their way. Yeah on another journey because I felt like we were so cheated out of the first part, but I really, yeah, we Arya were because and it, sort It's of this huge
1: battle, right? That takes place at Harrenhal, hall. And, and I don't want to say anything because maybe they're going to somehow tie it into that last episode, but it's almost a revolt of sorts. And that's how Arya is able to get away. And she uses Jack and Hygar in that process to escape so it's similar in some ways, but I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to play this out.
0: I thought I was really excited like, last year, and this was you know before the website, before the podcast, blah blah blah. So completely objectively, um, consumer perspective, I was so excited to see her and Gendry move on and continue this story, and like there probably would have eventually been Arya Gendry shippers in my camp and stuff like that, and then I felt like. And I just it passively happened, and I didn't really realize it completely until this episode. And I saw him blacksmithing with hot pie, but I felt like their entire relationship was just an after- afterthought in the series. And I feel, I'm glad that they're hopefully reprising it now. They kind of replaced him with Tywin and Jacken. Wow.
3: Yeah, and it's such a shame because I don't know. I I mean I don't know. I just love them. Yeah, right. He's, well, he's the air. Nice. It's not that honorable men
2: stuff. are boring to watch, but I guess maybe that's why I find Jon Snow boring, right? Because he's th- there's really not a lot to say about him. He's you can, you, he can be counted on to do the right thing, so there's less edginess there than there is with f- focusing on say Tywin, for instance, where you don't.
0: I think know what I doing. think your disdain toward Jon Snow a lot of it is a t- is to blame <laughs> with the shoddy. Um, development of the book into the into the show because just that simple the pacing of their entire like court jester like trek through the snow and eventually him getting captured by the girl that he captured I, i i do feel like and i haven't read it yet but i i assume that there's a lot more going on there beyond the wall than what we saw and i think that you'd probably have a different opinion if you had if you had read it rather than just
2: well, I mean, Sam, and that's possible, and I do plan on reading do in the interim between seasons two and three. Um, but you know, Sam, uh, you know, holds Jon Snow in such high esteem, and I think I recall Jon Snow making his own decisions and acting and causing things to happen. Um, I mean, he acts to go to the Wall to begin with, so there's definitely some honor in him there about that. Um, but I do feel like you know, lately, because he's had his ass handed to him by a girl. Um, you know,
0: hey, they, 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 what? No, <laughs> she's <laughs> awesome though.
2: <laughs> she is cool. I really like her, to
0: be honest. And <laughs> Selena's like, hey, well, I'm right, <laughs> like I'm right I'm here, guys. Here. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. No, I'll stop talking about Jon Snow, come on, guys. <laughs> I definitely
2: remain. I, I definitely, I, I, you know, I want to like Jon Snow, and I, I, I don't hate him at all. I, you know, I think there there are more interesting characters for me at the moment. Um, but
3: Eric. I I think that you're absolutely, you make a really good point, actually, because whatever happens in the book, you shouldn't have to have read the books in order to enjoy the show and in order to understand the motivations of the characters. And I think it's really important to, to say that you, as someone who hasn't read the books, are getting a totally different impression of Jon. I think that's kind of the same thing that's happening with Daenerys, because for me, because even though I've i I've read the books and I have my opinion on her from the books, in the show I have a completely different opinion on her because she just is and we're gonna go on to talk about Daenerys later, obviously, but because she just is portrayed in a different way. And you could probably argue the same thing about John that he's portrayed like almost slow. Like like in what Zach series.
0: said. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean well like what Zack said, where the pacing in a way, you know, whether or not Benhoff and Weiss wanted to sabotage the character of Jon Snow, it may be turning out that way, or may, they may be making him more passive than he is. It makes
0: for post. better television if a an attractive and smart girl is showing him the ways of the world in the North. It makes yeah. for right. better television, and I totally get it. And just Selena made the best point. We should not have to say, well, if you read the book, you'll understand it. Because <laughs> because as a television mm-hmm. show, it is, it is supposed to be a standalone product, and it is. It is. And again, a, an amazing point because Daenerys is much more likable in the books. You know, she's she's young, she's at her wit's end, and she's just trying to, to make things right in the world. Her husband has just been, is, is dead. All of these things are happening to her. Um, and it's it's bad. But in the show, it appears that she's just using people just to get her, you know, to get her kicks. She likes dragons and she likes the guy who likes her. And that's about as deep as she goes in the show. So,
1: And I think that... Uh... You know, Eric, you will see Jon Snow get aggressive by the end of this season. Ooh, that's oh. pretty quick. That's over oh. the next two hours. Yeah, there you go. Because Be remember, remember that shove by Corran Halfhand. Oh, well,
2: he says he the says, shove says that, that started one, it all. one brother, one brother inside the lines of these guys is worth a hundred, or did he say a thousand outside the lines? But he's but got a lot. What will of he have to
1: do in order to become trusted mm. by those? Uh, oh. No spoilers. Now let's move He's on to happen- Sam. You mentioned Sam. Oh, dude, if that happens, that would suck. What you're,
0: what you're about, you about to say? What? What? I, what I think you're about to say. What? What are you talking about?
1: We have a telepathic
0: connection, Mike. Don't <laughs> <laughs> deny it.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, is that what you call it? <laughs>
0: there's only one way to.
2: There's only one way to prove you're not a crow anymore, and that's to kill another crow. Oh,
0: jeez. Well, uh, so- listen. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm annoyed by because I know. I, mean, I know this from the books. I was disappointed that we didn't get to see Ghost find the hatch where the guy was pressing the button. No, not the hatch. Excuse me. It was <laughs> the just. Hatch. I thought yeah, it was that. Yeah, where's hatch.
3: Desmond? <laughs> we didn't lost get
0: see, reference
2: number two.
0: We we didn't get to see Ghost find the the obsidian dagger. We didn't get to see John give Sam the dagger instead of Sam just finding it without him. And I just I don't know. I really I want to see the dire wolf some more, and that was kind yeah. of. Meh.
4: We haven't seen hardly.
3: Yeah, where is t- t- Ghost? Oh, he's, you know, hanging Actually. out. Why couldn't he have helped John escape? I don't know. Ghost? Who's this now?
0: <laughs> See? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's no. an honest question. No, no that in is calls but, him. but listen, everybody listening to the show, you guys included, like that right there. Eric is a, is a host on a Game of Thrones podcast, and, and he's watched the show more times than I've seen it. And literally, if mm-hmm. if, if they're not giving enough attention to small things like this, it's very clear that it's not important for development yeah, of the series. Yeah, Eric is our test. The compass of what? <laughs> Jesus. Yes. i got to give you okay. a nickname. I'll figure it out. <laughs> One of these days. Oh, okay. Um, but
2: ghosts, seriously. Okay. So they find this hatch, right? Sam finds this hatch. It's not a hatch. It's like a tombstone with the, the first people wrote on this. And beneath it, they find a horn and some arrowheads, were they? I don't something know. like that yeah so was it just like a stash uh, yeah. i i i figured it was an arrowhead cuz they looked like they they were shaped just like arrowheads that's how i well, figured it out remember
4: was. it was wrapped in a it's uh one of the old Night Swatch's cloaks yeah so
2: i was like <laughs> this was just like from lost i thought it was just like a scene where they're finding like others clothing and then like theatrical glue underneath it i was like right. ooh something's rotten like you know that somebody's posing as a crow, sometimes, but then oh, that, sometimes that would be cool. also has like this obsidian, you know, dr- dragon arrowheads to shoot with, and a horn. I was like, "Well, okay," so they can signal people over. But it just seemed like one of those caches or caches, cache.
0: They were geocaching, is what they were doing.
2: Geocaching for uh, you know just for for supplies or something if you're out in the wilderness and you need. To kill something, then go to this marker, and you'll know what it means. Are you you'll talking know about Katniss
0: them. and Gale? Come on now.
2: You know, just leave supplies when you oh. need them. When you need them, where you need them. I mean, it's got to be pretty barren out there. You know, it makes sense to leave yourself some supplies in a hollowed-out tree or whatever. Yeah,
0: we—that's the thing. We have no perspective. They haven't really said anything about, yeah. and they haven't really showed anything. All they've been really concerned with, from my end, is making dick jokes and capturing the sweetest glaciers that they can find. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So they're just up on a hill somewhere and I guess they were digging a latrine. Why were they d- digging a latrine on that hill? Why not? Like, that's, you know, well, okay, why not? <laughs> but is that a sacred place? Why is there that hatch there? Like, you know, Well, just they don't... said
1: it was a symbol of the first
2: men, right? Right. Yeah, so the first men thought that that hill was special.
3: Yeah, I'm sure that the, like it's a very simple explanation yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> it's just because it's just the tomb of the first men because that's where the person who buried them knew that the other um night's watch people would come yeah. to i
0: i don't think that it was uh, important at all and i i they glossed it they, no. I, the only reason i was annoyed by the, the thing at all and i wasn't really like actively annoyed it's just like oh man like i think ghost is cool he's a good character all, <laughs> you know i just want to see the direwolf uh, you know I want to see Sam get a dagger handed to him.
3: And as we, as we, as someone uh, wrote into the doc and I, and I think that's important to mention as well is that even though they talked about the dragon glass, they didn't mention the ho the horn at all. (laughs) When I saw that and the horn is kind of important. (laughs) When when I saw
0: that, I don't know if anyone here has ever played Skyrim, but I played it, I I bought it and then like played it for 30 minutes one day. And, um, I, uh, I saw that scene and I immediately thought of the Horn of Jergen Windcaller. So anyone who's listening, that's the funniest thing that's ever happened. Like it's basically the same exact scene from a video game.
2: The, the name is do kind of similar, funny to that horn.
0: Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's, what's funny about the horn? Well, no, actually, the name would be similar because like it's like a really Nordic name, and I guess in Westeros the, they're the Nords. So I guess that does make yeah. sense. Well, okay, so yeah. do and this goes out to the readers really quickly. Significance in the horn. Is it a big deal that they didn't show the significance immediately there, or will we find out yeah. later? Because well, I, I feel like if they showed it in, in a shot, because they leave out basically everything else, then it's got to be important.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there's significance to the dragonglass, which I'm sure we're going to learn about probably before the end of the season. And the horn as well, I'm sure, will come up in conversation. I, I have confidence that they're going to kind of loop it in somehow before the season's out.
4: Did, uh, did anybody else think it rumpent horn, or was that just me?
1: Oh that's funny. Yeah,
2: they okay. didn't they should have they should have backed away from it. Yeah exactly and, and,
4: exactly. Cuz it
2: can, it's very explosive. You <laughs> I mean, know I I love just uh to talk about the dragon glass is I love the the bringing things together uh, from the old ages, you know, relics of dragons. So you have Heron Hall which is still to this day melted from dragons. You have these old obsidian arrowheads whatever they are that are from when dragons roamed and now we know that there are new baby dragons in in, in the world. The question that, that 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 brings up I think even in this episode with Daenerys uh, somebody mentions it seems like somebody mentions every episode how many years it's gonna be before the dragons are actually decent <laughs> killers like can stand on their
0: own i think that they definitely do listen to the show for sure because the the line they added in there at the very end they, they, they were just like they were like i feel like they were trying to they were, sure. they were trying to make selena and i feel better about the Naris. they were like listen in a, in a few years, Khaleesi, those dragons are going to be... Or they were saying... Or, no, no, it was uh, between a Tyrion and No Balls. They were like... I, I can't call them No Balls. Between Tyrion. No Balls? It's so mean. It was between Tyrion and Varys. They were just like... um. You know, blah, 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 blah. And then he was like, and then there's, you know, the young Daenerys girl. She's She's got dragons, man. And then he was just like, one game at a time, dude. Yeah, one
3: game at a time. I love that. That That was That entire
0: scene, their, their whole exchange from the inception of when they actually, when they started talking, when he was like, hey, what's up, blah, 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 blah. And he looks down at Tyrion and he goes... If we're gonna play, you got to start. It was like truth or dare in grade school. Yes. It's like they knew that they they knew that like they they start shit with each other. So they might. They well. were so
2: good in this episode, and Tyrion was so good in this episode. Um, you know, first I want to mention Tyrion and Bronn, and and Varys obviously came in at that scene. But when they're trying to plan. Uh, you know, for for against <laughs> the siege, and they're reading that book, and they can't pronounce the author's name. Yes, and there's yeah. this game among
0: themselves. <laughs> the best part was Braun, who's considered the brute and the muscle of the group. It, it, the best part is that he was the guy who knew the shit and like yeah. the smart Tyrion and smart cloak guy. You know, they don't. It, it, that was that was so funny. I feel like Bron. This, this episode.
3: Braun is awesome. Oh yeah.
0: I feel like this episode could spawn, like I said, a bunch of spin off series of like sitcoms with like Brienne and Jamie <laughs> and with like these three, you've got like the midget, you've got the guy that has no balls, and balls. then you have the the brute
3: The South sword. Isn't yeah. that
0: just I just thought it was so beautiful.
3: It Sounds like the beginning of a weird joke. The midget, the eunuch, and the cell sword walk into a bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, the
2: line, I mean, we could throw books at his men, and he says we don't have that many yeah. books. They were he says, we ser- it was so any- serious. Either.
0: The acting was brilliant. You know that they got so many beers after they shot that and just hung out for the rest of the day. Like yeah. you know, they give me some suspension of disbelief. Like I, that's what I. That's what I want to think.
3: That scene with Barris uh, and, and um, Tyrion was probably my favorite. Like. One of my favorites so far this season. It was season. the
0: only time that I've ever liked his character, Varys' character. And I haven't liked him ever before, yeah. even before I thought he was a total, like, before he did bad things in season one. But for me, as far as from the actor, I felt like we got to see a, a piece of him that we hadn't got to see before, and I just really enjoyed him as a character.
2: Got to see his flirtatious side a little bit. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> When he says, you got to start the game. But they, they were able to come to some kind of an agreement with each other. Um, he says, yeah. didn't they say it's so it's so it's re- it's such a relief to finally agree on something?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so that was interesting. What about Joffrey when Tyrion walks up to Joffrey and he's all preparing for battle? Um, <laughs> talking shit on stage. Joffrey's like,
3: just like...
2: <laughs> what was that all about? What
0: was the quote?
3: It was awesome oh, I got when, it. when Tyrion I wrote the quote and errors
2: afterwards. He says... Uh, they say Stannis never smiles. I'll give him a red smile, and he pull he pulls his knife oh, out just a little bit. Jesus I'll dooms. give him. And I thought, man, you're watching, t- little boy, you're watching too many Christopher Nolan. Movies. He's watching Dark Knight.
0: <laughs> He's watching the Dark
2: right, Knight. Exactly. You have to sit down. You know seriously, you saw it in a movie somewhere. Don't pretend it's your own idea.
1: And then when he walks away, Varys and Tyrion are just like, yeah, that's going to happen. You know
0: what, guys? (laughs) I I, I want to append my original opinion from the beginning of the episode because the beginning of the episode, I was kind of with you guys. This one was a little slow, comparatively speaking. But damn it, this was a really good episode. I mean these these comedic exchanges within the story. This is just like Braun cleaning his nails was was standalone <laughs> one of the funniest things. This is the guy who just randomly stabbed some dude through the top of the shoulder and then kicked him out of a hole in the ceiling and fell down into a mountain rain. You know what I mean? And he's sitting there cleaning his nails with a little spit of wood. And you know Tyrion, who's supposed to be like the prim and proper, like smart one, was just like, "Hey, can you stop doing that?" He's like, "I don't like having dirty hands." Oh. <laughs>
4: I like to keep I mean, my hands clean. No, it reminded me of like an old married couple. Oh, you're picking your nails. Why do you got to do this? Can't you help me do this? Can't... Like, you, don't oh God,
0: you, you don't want me cleaning my nails. You don't want me looking your way. <laughs> looking your way. Yeah. What do you yeah, want me exactly. here for?
1: <laughs> it was, no, totally. uh, oh, that was so good.
0: That was so good. Um, what did he say? He goes, I don't want to wear a gold cloak. Gold catches the light.
4: <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, You're not dashing through alleyways no more. And I'm like, oh come on, you guys, really? Yeah, so, but yeah. it was. It, uh,
0: correct me if I'm wrong here, but me personally, I don't feel like it was a, a departure from like the mood of the entire show. I felt like they fit it in nicely.
2: Yeah, it didn't. It didn't seem odd at all. Um, well, there was some real tension in this episode, and then there was, was some real, you know, the opposite of tension in this episode, and it just all played. Very well. I mean, you even had romance between Rob and the nurse, and you know, oh yeah, and lady, we did.
4: Yeah. You know, but at <laughs> the same
2: time, it didn't stand out as being overly, you know, dull or romantic. It was just, it was just they they had their story arc. T- you know, Tyrion and 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 Bronn and Varys had their story arc. You know, Cersei had her stuff to do, and Arya had her stuff to do, and everybody just kind of got on with it. Like this is well, the perfect, as Selena was mentioning, calm before uh, the storm episode overly not overly
4: romantic the bitch fucked them with their boots on i mean That's come on not romantic really, Jesus, <laughs> really? calm down <laughs> i i get excited whenever i talk about this so uh, well
3: yeah we can tell yeah. um, <laughs> oh, God. i was gonna ask about something slightly different which is you know when um when what's her face not Jane was telling her story to Rob, and she was. It was supposed to be this whole sort of establishing what a terrible life she'd had. I was sort of a bit underwhelmed. Yeah, it didn't sound
1: <laughs> well, terrible. Yeah. Here's, cause, she's cause talking she about a massive
0: orgy by happened. the lakeside that they all go to every year because yeah. <laughs> not too hot.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing mm-hmm. is, I, I guess maybe you, why Selena, correct me, or like, how do you feel about this? Because like we all knew that the that fisherman when when she started talking about him that he was going to perform CPR. You know, I didn't or Whatever, know. whatever, I no whatever idea. it is that we would call it, I don't know. I felt that way because when she's like, and then he started pressing on his chest. I'm like, okay, end the story. The audience knows what what's going to happen here. Your brother's going to spit out his water and come back to life. But yeah, it just seemed like, but but to them, it was to her. Obviously, it was this great shock and obviously yeah, she was but she was Yeah, but compared to enough. like
3: what what else has happened, yeah. it just seemed I was waiting for something really tragic and I was like, okay, that's it, your big sell. And then he was like, "Oh my god, I love you." Guys, it. Like, oh, guys, listen.
0: Why? Well, Rob was not listening because he liked yeah, the story.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Rob was
0: listening. And I do have to hand it to Rob. And I first off, I got to hand it to you guys because the we uh when we first created the show, we set out to create a format where we literally just talk about the episode the entire time. And I feel like we finally are bullshitting just enough where we have it. This is like perfect form, but I do have to hand it to Rob (laughs) Stark because he definitely didn't seem like that was his first time. So good, good job, Rob.
3: Yeah. Well (laughs) Well, done. um, I was, um, I was as well when I was watching that scene, I don't know if any of you guys had a similar experience, but I sort of forgot because it's been kind of a while since something like this has been so graphic, I kind of forgot I was watching an H- HBO show. So I was like, oh, they're kissing. They're going to cut away.
0: Boom. Oh, oh
3: they're going to cut away. Oh,
2: I see your tits. They're not oh, cutting away. Oh, she's climbing on top of him on the stone floor.
0: Oh, that's not comfortable. Don't do that. That's not comfortable.
2: Yeah, don't do that. Oh, Find a bed. Really, um,
4: it was The great. thing is,
2: like, earlier in the episode, they it's had, had to I,
4: I feel like it needed a cigarette <laughs> after I watched that. That was awesome. <laughs> God, dude.
2: <laughs> Well, earlier in the episode, Rob and her were talking about how he didn't want to go get married. And then that that obviously culminated when he was like, yeah, I I'm, I don't I really want to do that. And she tells him her sob story. Right. And then they get down right. to it. Uh, so,
4: yeah. I liked how the guy that was I like in them,
2: that though. The advisor's
0: name that was talking to Rob about war. Like, really important <laughs> stuff. He was in there with Bruce Bolton. And they were really, like, hashing out some serious shit that's going to, like, can, like, It's going to be the decision on how people live their lives and how kingdoms do what. Right. And then the girl walks in. And he's like, "All right," I'll, I'll, he's like, "I'll leave you." Too. He just walks out like a friend in college, you know.
1: Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here are my notes. Rob talks Winterfell with Roose. Hot nurse shows up. Tells pity story. They fuck. It <laughs> <laughs> pretty much
2: <laughs> happened pretty much just happened. like that. If you could do bullet points for every episode, <laughs> like for HBO, I'm pretty sure they'd let you put it on HBO.com. <laughs> uh, I, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm actually <laughs> looking at my notes. I pasted them in the doc, and I think this is the best line from my notes. I said. Oh shit! They found the hatch.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the hatch. I really wanted Desmond to be down there, and oh Jesus, know, Henry Ian Cusick should be on this show if he's not already. I mean, they're up his way all the time.
3: He for should film. be on this show. So, That's a good point. He could be part. Let's start campaigning for that.
0: Did anyone think like when Sam was like, he can't die? His sword is Valyrian steel. Like that's like a that's like a v- video game thing. it
2: got like were, Valerian steel. It's got pl- were two, plus five
0: intestinal yeah, Plus five.
2: And, yeah. and, 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 yeah, yeah, he's yeah. link. Yeah, he's Link basically.
0: <laughs> he's like if he has a full heart container, he can shoot lasers out of his sword, guys. <laughs> he's not gonna die. <laughs> he's good.
2: There yeah. was a, there was another good line in that scene while we – since you brought it back up, I wanted to remember that. Uh, Sam is saying, oh, Quarren Haffin is the greatest ranger. And the other guy says, great rangers never get old is the problem. Shit ones neither. <laughs> Some in the
0: middle <laughs> last a long time. That's really good too. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a good quote. What is
3: his name? Uh, what is that guy? I've been trying to remember that guy's name because he was hilarious in another episode as well. Do you remember, Micah, that guy who always complains? Oh,
0: man. Sam, is that? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Yep.
2: the one who Sam complains, Williams, but we don't like him, him as much as Sam. The other
0: one, yeah,
2: I
1: don't know.
3: It's it's a well, well, basically. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sure you're all like, ah, oh, it's blah blah blah, but I like him. Blah blah blah. I think he's funny. That's that's gonna be his name, name, right? right. That's blah, blah, blah. the yes. most uncreative <laughs> blah, blah,
0: nickname we've ever given anyone. Selena, nice try. Nice I'm try. Sorry. Blah blah blah. <laughs> we have to keep that though. That's that's her first. That's her. You know, first nickname.
3: my first nickname.
0: <laughs> Excellent lamprey pie. Were you slaving in the kitchen all day?
2: <laughs> Speaking of that scene, you were talking about. You were talking about uh, Rob thinking. You know, getting a little distracted, not really listening to his story. So Cersei's line to Tyrion. You know, you, that little worm between your legs makes half your decisions for you.
1: It's not that little. Says,
0: it's not that little.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to actually bring that up though, because Zach, you you were talking earlier about how you actually liked Varys in this episode. And you know, watching it in that particular scene, I realized that Varys is the only person that knew that Shay was with yeah. Tyrion. So mm-hmm. Varys was the only person who could have put somebody else in her place and fooled Cersei. So do you like Varys even more now? I mean I mean, let's be clear here. I have forever loyalty
0: to Ned Stark, so I hate Varys. And if I ever see this, and I'm talking to you, Baldy, if I ever see you in person, I will throw things at you because of what you did to Ned. That being said, no, I didn't like him at all. But I liked him more than I did, which was hatred. So that's something, right? Yeah. So who
4: yeah. else? Who else felt that? Felt that sense of relief whenever the other. Horror was brought in. Oh and it that, wasn't no! Shay. That
2: that relief was felt
0: nationwide. No. I think
2: or inter.
0: Yeah, I was disappointed because I do not like Shay in the least. In oh. the least, she's just. Distra-
3: yeah, I think she's annoying. She's distracting
0: him, <laughs> and that was the first time I've seen Tyrion ever in this show look weak. He lost all swagger he- and got on his knees and was like, "Oh my God, please say you're with me. Please say you're mine." And she's like, "This balcony has a hell of view, so I'm definitely with you."
4: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I didn't I am going to allow him some humanity here to be weak um, because he he was very strong at protecting her and when Cersei, you know, told him that she had his whore and stuff, he maintained his composure 100%. He even went, you know, made a show of, "Oh, I'll never, you know, I won't forget you never never," you know, to sell the the idea, you know, his the range of emotion on his face in that scene was was nil was absolutely nil Cersei couldn't read him she really it was, was the one she thought she tricked him no he tricked her well what yeah. was no, the whore thinking did. the he whole did.
0: time the one he was talking to she's like the... well it wasn't that good come on now well, I...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish she had I, I wish we'd known a little bit more about how that happened how they captured her like
4: right.
1: was
2: it Varys who turned her in like and, and said that she was this whore when she wasn't or was it the necklace that she had just, well, she
1: is a whore. Yeah, she is. She's, right. she's hey. Rose or whatever the... Roz. Roz, Roz, it it was Roz, yeah.
2: Oh, that's Roz. So, well, the line, the only thing that could have been Tyrion's undoing is the line that he says when he says, I thought you liked blondes. Because <laughs> he... Because if the whore that she had found that wasn't Shea was blonde or... Yeah, yeah that would have screwed you know. that up. So there was maybe a little writing you know, issue there, but... Overall, I'm just glad that there are not that many blondes in King's Landing because they were
4: all Targaryens. And now they're dead. So yeah, uh, there you go. What What really got me was whenever uh, Cersei said, ah, "I'm smiling because I'm so happy," and all that other <laughs>
2: stuff. But, I mean, come on. She really? was drunk. Lena Hetty in this episode was awesome. Well, who yeah. can s- I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say
3: that.
0: I didn't you know? see their conversation going south. I thought they were having. I thought that was gonna be like the first, like real. I don't know. I thought they were growing stronger because the war was <gasps> right, done. right. And,
3: yeah, it flip-flops a lot between them two because we had them in last episode. They sort of came to an understanding about Joffrey. Yeah. In this episode, she was back to completely hating Tyrion and being like, I hope you well, like feel the same pain I did. <laughs> well, it,
4: it, Cersei has these moments of humanity. She really does. But then she, yeah. you're right, she does flip-flop back to the other side and we see her for what she really is.
0: Which is?
3: Crazy bitch. Exactly.
4: <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. But you bleep
2: so good, I'm on top of it. Oh, Why God. is nobody but mentioning Wildfire? Fl- that's that's my question. Because
4: we surprise. haven't. We're not going to see it until next week. Happy birthday! <laughs> well, I told you <laughs> about birthdays. that. I told
0: you about that. It's a royalty to Zelda every single time, guys. Come um, on now.
1: But I, I, you know, I I listened to the last episode and I think I referred to the book way too many times. So I, I've tried not to do it this episode, but. Mm-hmm. Th- this scene with the, with finding out about shay quote unquote um is a lot different in the books because shay is actually kept like off mm. king's landing isn't she in like a, yeah, a warehouse she she's and kept like creative. in a
3: like a, a, she's completely um what's isolated. it called isolated yeah and she she's sort sequestered of complains like about contestant. it every time yeah, every time you see her, she's like, I want finding to Finding her would be like
2: finding a needle in a whorehouse. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Wow.
1: Um.
2: But, um, well, if she hang- hides in a brothel. But, um, no, I mean, I think it was of note because here Cersei and Tyrion are talking about the siege and whether about how Cersei is going to kill Shay or cause just as much harm as gets inflicted on Joffrey and yet neither of them are talking about the wildfire to each other. Cersei is the one who thinks she has control of the wildfire, and whos that's her main plan of defense, from what we know, to actually use it on Stannis. Tyrion's the one who actually has control of the wildfire, supposedly, since he held uh, the guy at, uh, you know, knife point or whatever. Um... But neither of them are talking about who's actually going to give the order to go down and use the wildfire. That's going to cause some serious, like, time delay, right? Like, Cersei says, oh, go get the wildfire. And then he's like, I don't work for you. And she's you like, think what?
0: of the craziest stuff, Eric.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, like, logistically, as it plays out, then Tyrion's going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, she's right. Uh, go get the wildfire. And he's like, okay, master. And then she walks away and there's this weird exchange. Like, really? Because what was the point of Tyrion subjugating Cersei if he's not going to do anything better with it, you know?
3: Uh-huh.
0: I love that Eric's thinking about the bookkeeping of how this war is going to happen. They're like, all right, well, who's going to get the wildfire? That's beautiful. That's good.
4: Here's what I think about the wildfire. Um, They are actually going – they're really going to have to use it next week because they failed to come up with a sufficient battle plan to be able to prepare – Helms Deep. Oh my God, Uh, King's Landing. (laughs) I was going to say Helms Deep, Uh, King's Landing for for a siege. I mean, they know. Okay, yeah, Mudgate. We're gonna, you know, stash our forces here and hope for the best. But they really haven't come up with any kind of overall battle plan for it. So they're gonna have to use the wildfire, and that's gonna have some really grave consequences. I think. Well, just going off of what they were describing about wildfire a couple of weeks ago.
2: Well, we don't see them fleeing. Is the interesting going back to Tywin? Talking about his advisors are saying that, you know, Cersei and Joffrey should leave King's Landing. Right, um, right. Get, get to safety because Stannis is coming for you. You know, he's going to behead them. It's better to be alive, you know, you et And, and Ty- Tywin objects to that.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, mm-hmm. But it might have been the right decision, especially if King's Landing is going to be burned to the ground because people don't know how to use wildfire. There's just way too much of it. Um, right. You know, that may have been the wise decision. Uh, As it turns out, but
0: am I the only one that has just never given the wildfire another thought after it happened? Like, I just don't think, I, don't, I haven't thought about it.
4: I mean, it's the only legitimate defense that King's Landing will have.
0: It's kind of right. like, it's the atom
2: bomb of that show. Right. It, it's right. just that you're just waiting for it to go off, like Jughead.
1: You're just waiting for it to go off. Oh, wow. another well, lost reference. An unexpected <laughs> lost reference. That was the. I think. Wow. Let's switch, though, to the other side yes. of the battle. We've talked a lot about oh, God. Tyrion and Cersei, but we did get finally another shot of. Davos and Stannis, and a really cool exchange between the two of them. I thought um, Stannis saying that once he's king, that Sir Davos will be named Hand of the King. And uh, we also got some interesting backstory on really how Storm's End was initially taken during the the Targaryen rule. Mm-hmm. And you can see there's there's a bit of bitterness on Stannis's part, but I think there's also a lot of honor. Yeah. Um, that is shown by him saying basically I did what my older brother Rob told me to do right because he was my older brother but he was also the king
2: uh-huh.
1: and I thought you got a lot of character development out of him in that particular You did. I
2: mean he's going around mentioning Renly's name out loud without feeling bad about it. So I'm a little yeah. upset with him still, but there he does get points in this episode for not having that red riding hood wearing cloak bitch wearing <laughs> Melisandre in, yeah. in, the, in the scene next to him when he's giving you know this story to Dava so just mm-hmm. you know props for her not being at his side in this episode I think that makes him a stronger character um what I wonder though is why what he has against cats <laughs> that's, that's I really know. my I outstanding question he's like <laughs> cats never liked them. okay we ate them He's like dogs I love that though. speech though. Dogs loyal. Didn't I uh, want to hate him. Again. We ate him.
0: Again this was one of my favorite exchanges in the series as a whole and this includes season 1 cuz we got to see just I thought that was mm-hmm. a great picture that they painted and and I really like Lord Davos. I Me I, too.
3: You know I think Lord. Lord. that uh, <laughs> Liam Liam Cunningham has really been underused this season. That's like Un- one until of the now. main things. Till now. Yeah, I know he's probably going to obviously going to feature more prominently in these last two episodes but I really felt like Considering who he is and um, who his character is in the series, I felt like he should have been more established at this point. But I'm so glad that they gave him this in this episode. That's Selena's I way of saying
1: him. he's going to be alive
3: for a while. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my way of not saying that out loud. Spoiler Michael. alert!
0: No, the it's really too whom... late.
2: You really did say that out loud. So I'm wondering now if he's going to be the new the Hand of the King or who's going to be king. The thing is, though, and and I we you know I, we I didn't get to say this when we were talking about Joffrey when he says that about I'm going to go down to meet you know my uncle and give him the red smile whatever when he says that I thought oh my god, there is not a single scene the rest of the season that I would rather see than (laughs) Joffrey stand in front of Stannis (laughs) Stannis. and for them to have a conversation. No matter how short it is, I want to see those two characters in front of each other because I think that would just be the coolest thing to watch. Yeah, that would be Um, interesting, actually. Uncle and nephew, and obviously Uncle probably heard about the nephew and knows he's not his and, probably says it to his face but i don't even want to i don't even speculate it'll be a million times better than anybody including myself can think that it'll be um if only they show it so i joffrey is certainly hoping to meet stannis in person i hope that that
0: happens did you guys feel something when stannis was giving his talk to um sir davos and he was like by the way feel what you are definitely going to be my hand and like he was just giving him all of this props and i feel like maybe he felt stepped on some when madame shadow vag was just like hanging out in the scene and she was just like taking over stuff and i feel like he was just like oh he really does love me still like we are bros and i know that we haven't got to see a lot of him and we haven't got to see a lot of stannis for that matter Mm -hmm. but that scene even with the we haven't even with the just the low amount of inclusion we've had with them in the series I felt like they were important, and I felt like it moved me like a normal character would. It was just powerful, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, when he's talking about the sons of Crabbers don't break bread with the sons of lords, um, you know, this is Davos now we're talking about, you know, I I just, that's insight, this character insight, they give him one monologue, and he's won me over, you know, I totally want to know everything about this guy, but that's what this show is good about, and I said this last episode with Jamie Lannister, that they have these characters that are just in in the pockets, in the shadows, they can bring them forth, give them five minutes of screen time. And they'll be your new favorite character. Um, they have such a strong cast that can just show up at any moment and deliver this great speech or, deliver, you know, have these this great moment, this great interaction. And there's just so many of those characters that are hiding, you know, in the back. And, you know, they bring them forward when they need them and otherwise they don't. I mean, it's just like this whole big world of, of great actors in the show. Um mm-hmm. wonder what Argus Filch is doing, you
1: know. <laughs>
3: Right. Uh, I I Mrs. I do want to. S- <laughs> <laughs> um, oh,
0: gross! That's who Sir Davos. That's why he, wants doesn't, like that, that's that's why he doesn't, doesn't like. That's Stannis. doesn't like him, man. I mean, isn't yeah. that
2: Catelyn's sister? Right, is at the same place. Is it the Eyrie? No,
0: no, that's a no, different place. Yeah. No, no, uh, yeah, okay. the twins. I was there? just
3: gonna say the before um, about Stannis that I think that's one of the things that he he is like as much as I really dislike him both in the book and in the series the thing that he is is that he is he values honor above all else and that's kind of the whole premise of his relationship with Davos is that Davos was a smuggler who saved him and his people from starvation so naturally he anointed him to knighthood or whatever he did um lord lordship he made him a lord is what i wanted to say but because he was a smuggler he cut off like half his fingers so he just has this really strange sense of honor that is all proceeding but in some ways i like that because that means that he would be willing to make someone like davos his hand
0: i I think (laughs) that i think that rule under stannis would be comparable to something like ned stark which is which is cool like i at this point in the series i guess guys Mm -hmm. let's let's go ahead and and, uh, each of us throw down who we think should be the ruler the person because in my opinion like i i feel like we got to see so much more about rob the kings though i mean Uh, not like no of the the of the five people right can you
2: give us a multiple choice who are the five
0: people (laughs) I like Regis Philbin style, I'll just start laying it down right now. <laughs> I have well, a no, really. I mean, <laughs> everything I, I, I on my try, suit is. Black.
2: Yeah, who are the five people? Trying to think if I can name the five. Right. I mean, it's it's it, Danny is has well. There's four be.
0: now. No, no, no. It was uh, it, we have Joffrey, we have Stannis, we have Renly, rest in peace. We have Robb Stark, and we have the Greyjoy's.
2: Okay, so that's four. Mm.
0: Four now. I still think that
3: Renly would have been. Oh wait, the no, best Tywin. One.
2: Wait, oh, Tywin.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tywin's yeah. just hanging out.
3: I just said I th- still think that Renly would have been the best king because he sort of he had some experience with it. That's the difference. Renly between was Rob. kind of a
2: ponce. I don't know. He yeah. was, but
3: yeah. he, he wanted what he wanted was he wanted to cooperate with everyone, and he wanted the the whole thing that um, that they said about Renly was that he was fair and that everybody loved him. And I feel like he would have been a pretty good ruler. And I feel like that's the thing with I mean. Maybe Rob would would be as well, but I think what we've seen with Rob is that he's so unwilling to sort of make the sacrifices, and like Tywin said, he's a boy untested. So I think Renly kind of got the upper hand in there, but he's dead. And he so. doesn't
1: want it. That's the thing. He just wants to go back. Exactly. To- right. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. What do
0: you, What do you think, Terrence? Who Who would you pick? Who's well, honestly,
4: the I I would pick Robb Stark because, you know, I. I he I, he I i kind of think of him in the sense that Selena thinks of Renly but i think of Rob asserting his authority a little bit more
1: um he, i don't know if you want to think of Rob in the way Selena thinks <laughs> no, of Renly. No no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> hell
0: uh, it's okay selena
3: i can't even argue it's
4: okay
2: <laughs> that doesn't work out for you
0: sorry
4: but he does so, he he is a natural leader he does assort, assert his authority um early on and just to i be think
2: clear what's What's his game plan when he goes? When he goes and becomes king in the north, who's going to be king in the south?
0: Uh, it was going to be Renly.
2: It was gonna be yeah. Renly. Okay, okay, cool. So, so he has to find if he does pursue his, you know, king's quest. Um, he has to find somebody else to to sit it in the south.
0: Well, um, the thing and, is, he's not. He's trying to liberate his his kingdom, if you will, from the clutches of bad people. Uh, yeah, they don't yeah. like what he said in this episode. They don't have to go kill the Lannisters, but he knows that if they don't do something, that his family and the the liege or the uh, the other lords that pay him like homage, and that he yeah. is like the he was. They, were, they had a great a great line in the show today was. Um, My dad always told me that being a a lord is a lot like being a father. You know, you have – except you have so many children and you care about all of them just like you would one of your kids. And that's really true. So he's doing this because he wants everyone in the north to just be able to live out their lives simply and without all of this, you know, hosh-posh stuff that the south is like. Because people in the north are very simple people and he wants to make sure that they're all safe from bad Mm -hmm. people like the Lannisters injecting their, you know – their, their own personal bullshit in their lives.
2: Right. I, I think I think right. that Rob is clinging to honor so much so that his own camp is full of these prisoners of war that even when a guest arrives, when a visitor from another town arrives, they have to stick them in a, in a pig pen because that's the only place they have room for them for all these prisoners of, of war they've taken. I, I think Stannis would be a little bit more – uh, <laughs> mindful of that kind of stuff and I, I think unfortunately I think Stannis will probably be a better king than Rob right. um, just well, yeah, I mean I, so yeah no to answer the question since we were going around I yeah. am going to go with Stannis I think with Davos by his side um, I, you know I, I just think that that would be a really great thing to see in the seven kingdoms um, particularly for all the other reasons discussed about Stannis um, by Selene and them so, well, well you might go yeah I,
1: I'd vote I'd vote for Stannis, too, I think. I mean, we were just assuming that uh, Renly is gone. Like, we can't resurrect him and bring him back, right? He's, he's out <laughs> well, of place. Yeah, he's, he's, right, if we resurrect in a, in a him and bring him back, he'll just a be a ghost walk. of himself, so... That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I think <laughs> we've discussed the fact that Rob would... Not really want the job, so why would you want somebody to be king who doesn't want doesn't the job? job. We we've, we've seen Joffrey be a shit king, so he's obviously to me out of the picture. But, and Balin has just kind of been chilling out in Pike for these last few years. I don't think he knows how to rule over anybody. Yeah, um, so Stannis to me is the is the easy choice. I think he'd be honorable. I think that he's. You know, somebody who kind of plays it by the book. And, uh, he's so he strict, how... though. Not well, that's that's, good, though. He's
3: way too strict. He's
1: strict? How is he uh, strict? Yeah. He is,
3: but it's he also cut off his by he right.
0: cut off Davos's fingers, <laughs> like, just yeah. for the honor. Yeah,
2: yeah, after after he brought in the onions and saved his wife's life. <laughs> yeah, or saved but, all uh, the
1: lives. But, yeah, but, I mean, it's also... that That's the one thing we haven't really discussed, and I know that Robert usurped the throne, but... It is statuses by right. Well, he
2: said he said that in this episode. He said, by every law in all of Westeros, I am, you know, the the, the heir to the throne. Yep. So, and I was like, wow, okay. Um, if that's so, then he's got a pretty good claim. Like,
0: I think that what Selena said was probably the. I, I agree with her the most because I really would have made a great king. He he technically wouldn't. Have been a better king than someone like Stannis, and with especially with a a hand already in place like Davos, who who we know is Mm. a stand up guy, I feel like that would be um, a sick reign. Like that would be fun, and um, it'd be a lot like they they talked about. Stannis had a great little bit, and we got to feel a little bit. And it's almost like we need a like a prelude to the whole series, like how we want a Marauders book series. Like, I kind of want to know about Ned. And Rob, like helping out cities and just traveling around and just being general badasses, <laughs> like that—that that was cool. And so that's kind of the kind of reign that I feel like Stannis and Davos would have, where they would just be just and kind. But that—that that being said, um I do feel like if Stannis is better, which I think that he probably would be a better king, I feel like Rinley was what the kingdom needed at this point. They needed someone yeah. who was more congenial and someone who'd be more of a people person because there, there's a long winter coming. There are possibly dragons coming, and it's just this, they, they needed something to give them hope and something to make them feel like they were a, a body of one again. Speaking
1: mm. of dragons,
2: <laughs> well, like, I think I was going to just comment on that real quick. I think I that the problem with Renly was um, <laughs> the people that you know sur- that he surrounded himself with. Unfortunately, you know he's he's got this new wife. Who he he cannot satisfy, but she wants to be queen because she wants to be the queen. She wants to rule over everybody. She doesn't care for him. She knows their marriage is a sham. And you know he's got this knight of flowers and and people. Wait, are... But how
1: does that work between between her and and Renly? If Ren, is Renly queen or is she... <laughs> oh, they're she both queen? queen no. Micah, come on. If she
2: had if she had married him, she would have been king and he would have been queen. But. <laughs> <laughs> she still wouldn't have been queen with Renly, so he had to go. But then the, I'm saying, like with the Knight of Flowers too, like even as an honorary position, like people, it's it's too much tabloid, it's too much um, he scandal. Could still have been king. It's too much scandal. Yeah, he you could have been king. That.
0: This isn't America. They're more free in Westeros.
2: Well, the problem is, no, they're not because the, the are, scandal, actually. the scandal of well, Joffrey. Are. The scandal of Joffrey being illegitimate and a bastard child between, in incest different. could have thrown could have Come thrown on. the whole thing.
3: <laughs>
0: from Eric, powers. that is so, so different. You're talking about so you're talking different. about whether or not he likes to sleep with guys or girls can make him a king or not. That makes no sense. Jeez. No, I'm saying I mean,
2: unfortunately. Think... Look, Renly was a nice guy, and but I'm I'm thinking like he w- <sighs> nobody would have respected him. Nobody would. Yes,
3: they would because really they already given knew. him a
2: chance. No, they were already not giving him a chance. <laughs> His wife was already not giving him a chance. Is what I'm saying. You know, what she was already mean? plotting against him. She was already His plotting.
1: wife tried to give him a chance.
3: Yeah, she <laughs> did. She wasn't plotting against him. What yeah. show were you watching? Yeah,
0: she wasn't okay. plotting against him at all. She was and trying to raise the spirits.
3: Yeah. Literally.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I just think they all wanted Physically. something bigger. They all wanted something bigger than Renly, except for uh Sir Loris. I so.
3: disagree. You
2: will
0: I mean, guys <laughs> But you gotta give it to Eric though. That's the impression he got from the TV that's show. Got,
3: yeah, fair enough. That's yeah. going
2: to be my scapegoat every time you guys come. To <laughs> although, <laughs> not I, after, although
0: I do not have after to say, two episodes, from I now. am scared if you're watching the same show because she definitely wasn't. <laughs> she, I mean, she wasn't she against wasn't. them not at all. And no, she was when
3: she was queen with when she was Renly's queen. She wanted Renly to be king because then she would be queen.
2: But it's for her. It's not. For, she's she she like. It's not like she yeah, had any feelings. But for But that's him. how
3: she would feel I, for like, anyone. But yeah. it's possible,
2: Circe felt for for robert right i mean no no at one point
4: she
0: thought he was sexy at first i mean because he was pretty hot like he was like probably like gendry just like he looked like
3: gendry yeah yeah he
0: was like jacked (laughs) exactly he's jacked and he's like listen ned stark's his bro it's like boromir in his heyday and they're just like oh that's what i want to see like that would be a better series like those dudes are just like kicking so much ass
2: unfortunately like i just don't think any of these kings has a good female uh, compatriot who really loves them like with uh, with the exception of possibly Rob, I mean, if you're looking at Stannis, that um, Melisandre doesn't, you know, clearly just well, wants Stannis
1: to... has a wife yeah. too. Yeah. In, yeah.
2: Which well, we Stannis' don't see. wife is kind of out of the picture. For the I most heard that part. she
1: gained some weight too, so that's probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I think to your point, the only thing we really see is, and he wasn't king, was Ned and Catelyn. Yeah,
0: which yeah, I mean, well, we all know that that Ned would have been the guy. That's the dude. Yeah. And I yeah, feel like, true. and this was—I was, yeah. I, I was really—I was so pleased that this happened this episode because I've always liked Rob Stark. I've always liked Rob Stark, and I've been a pretty big fan of Rob vocally um, with you guys and with friends, of, uh, with friends that enjoy the show. And mm-hmm. I'm really glad to see his arc grow in season two. And I'm glad that they added, quote unquote, chapters for him. You know, because in the book, we don't get to see a direct standpoint from Rob's perspective.
4: Right. Yeah, I liked right. it
2: at the end of the last season when he was going and being, you know, king in the north, king in the north. Yeah, that scene. that was beautiful. I was really behind him, and then, and then there was really nothing. Like, I still am not sure, you know, of a whole lot of stuff about him until they show him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I remember this guy, and he's awesome. Like, he's, he's, got, he's got it where, you know, he was raised by Ned Stark. He's probably the next best thing, you know, for, for everybody. Um
0: I'm just super happy that in this episode, we got to see a perspective, finally, from his standpoint, not just from, you killed my brother, prepared to die, you know, but they didn't really kill him. Anigo Montoya needs to be quoted at any time, if it's possible. But yeah. um, when, when Hot Nurse walks in, and she's got a little candy striper outfit on, because she just got from a <laughs> Halloween party, and like, the guy walks out and gives them time, and he's like, she's like, basically, like, hey, what's up, how are you? And he's saying... And he gives her the whole spiel about all the pressure that he's feeling from all these different angles. Like, my father was just beheaded. My mother just let out my number one captive. My brother is now paralyzed. And he doesn't even know yet if his, um, that his two brothers have been, a- or aka killed, I guess we could say that. But they, they weren't. But he knows that his best friend in the whole world yeah. on a mission for him to go help their shit. Because they're, I mean, like, they've been at war for months. This is serious, serious stuff. His best friend not only turns on him, but takes the city they grew up in and <laughs> kills people there and like takes the city. And so he's going through all of this stuff. And And we do know that he is this teenage boy that is handling all of this shit well. And he is winning wars. He is never lost. And in this episode, he finally gets the girl. So I just feel like they've always made him so easily likable. But in this episode, they really sealed it off. And I'm not sure where they plan on going with Rob's character. Because where we had a departure from the book, we had a departure with Tylan and Arya. But but now we know from this episode that he's leaving and they're sort of bringing it around and tying other stuff in. But this Mm -hmm. departure with Rob's character is so vastly different from the perspective Martin paints in the book. I'm curious to what they're going to do with his character.
1: But I, I really like it, though, the question that you asked, Zach, because I think he's in a position where he's extremely conflicted. Uh, you know, his mother has just betrayed him. He has to go and answer to all of his bannermen that he's had to call for this war. That, and Lannister's escaped. You know, what's going to happen? How is that all going to play itself out? You know, are they going to get Jamie back? What's going to happen with his mother? You know, What happens when he finds out the news about Bran and Rickon? How is he going to mm-hmm. respond to that? You know, there's so much, so many different directions, I guess, to, to answer your question, that they can take his character.
3: I just wanted to say about Daenerys that I think I finally figured out this week what it is about her that is so annoying in the show, <laughs> which is, ta-da, I got it, um, I think. Which is that I think that, her problem is that she is kind of presenting herself as like a one trick pony who had that big thing with coming out of the fire. And she's sort of like trying to relive her glory days already, <laughs> even though it was she, only like a week ago. She did talk
0: about it forlornly in this episode. She, does. But she
3: And that's yeah. what annoyed me so much. Cause it's like, da- like Daenerys is more than just the woman who walked out of the fire. And the fact that everyone in the show are treating these dragons like it's no big deal. Like we had Varys and um, and uh, Tyrion just go, oh, we'll, we'll deal with that when, when it comes. And yeah. who knows if it's even true. And then we had these people going like, oh, I'm just going to take your dragons and take them. And that didn't even... You, that's not like... that's just, just It just makes them seem less impressive than they are. So yeah. if you lose yeah. the impressiveness of the dragons, you've just got this like... Little girls shouting, "No, no, I'm special, I'm special," and that just makes her so obnoxious. You know, j- so Jora
0: Jora even made a comment that was like exactly what you're saying. Like you would think that he would be the last person to say this to to Danny, but he was just like, "Listen, you're not really their mom. Like they're just dragons. <laughs> yeah, like nobody <laughs>
3: cares. Yeah, no, yeah really yeah, though. Exactly, like uh, that exactly. was
0: that was actually that's that's so true, and that's such an odd." odd picture because at the end of the day he's the one that's been with her this whole time and he's the one that had a very intimate moment when she touched his face this week which was kind of uncomfortable <laughs> to watch but yeah. like like yeah. I feel like that's true and so if, the, if he is telling her that she needs to chill about the dragons that hey anyone could like raise them and they could probably just get a cold and die because they're just animals, and sometimes right. animals do that because they don't have dimetap then you know <laughs> I don't know i it's kind of it's kind of comforting because I was worried at the end of the last season like I wasn't actively worried where I couldn't sleep at night like i was I was worried that they would make the dragons just be this big you know plot mechanic, and that would be what the show's about, and if it eventually gets there, that makes sense because time goes forward and they will grow up eventually but it's not there yet and i was afraid that that was going to be the focus but not only are they not focusing on it they're making fun of it which is what i'm doing too so that's great yeah but i
3: just yeah, uh, yeah, but doesn't make sense. I, I don't
1: think that they're developing her character that much and, and maybe that ties in selena to what you were saying because last episode it was sort of that really brief scene that we got of her where they slice the next of the 13 and this episode it's a brief scene with her talking to jorah right and they're still not at the house of the undying and they're still not pursuing the dragons and trying to find them and and you know move on like they talk about astapor in this in this episode that's kind of her next stop for an extended period of time but i don't know like i felt like her story this season was very brief compared to last season i think when you're talking
2: about the books and you said like for instance i think i heard early on this season you know jamie and rob are barely in this book at all in the second Mm -hmm. book and their story from the third book or or later books is being carried into this season with daenerys i feel like you know to be able to walk through fire is a pretty cool awesome thing and it's going to come in handy but it's not going to come in handy until most of westeros is engulfed in flame (laughs)
3: And she's
2: never going to be able to use that trick now in the open daylight when there's no flames that she has to traverse to survive. So I I just feel like her time is is gonna. She's in the wrong time and place. Like she needs to get in a time capsule. Wait about five or ten more years. Tardis.
3: She needs to get in a tard.
2: Well, no, because then her dragons would still be too young. You know, if she takes Mm. them with her. Well, she
0: leaves them and she can meet them later
2: really just wait, like, but they'll hardly recognize her. It'll be like Norbert not recognizing Hagrid.
0: Oh, he knows his mummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows <laughs> his mummy. That's what I'm saying, though. That's all.
2: Um, but, so. No, you're
1: right. But at the same time, you know, how many of hundreds of pages were dedicated to our character in the book? You mean in uh, the desert, uh, you know, looking for water? It, yeah, well, that's, that is what we talked <laughs> I, about, <laughs> what, several episodes back, where they're going through this red waste, and you know, it goes on for hundreds of pages, but in the series, it takes all of ten minutes, right? Yeah, uh, if that. So I think they I just, just worry like,
3: now that they're not. Yeah. So I just worry now that they're not even going to get her to the house of the undying until the finale, and they're just going to see her enter and not even see what happens there until next season. It's uh, pretty that boring. wouldn't
4: be the worst thing in the world, though. Yeah. It would be
3: because yeah. it would just be so pointless. Well, yeah. she was,
4: her her story was really like we just said. Her story was really never developed in this season. So no. I, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking about that early today, and I was thinking about other characters that that were like that, but mostly Daenerys, and, and how she, uh, we really only saw her okay walk across the desert, and then she gets to Korth and then she you know starts to make these friends, and then some guy wants to hit on her and marry her and gives her this offer, but we really never. Have any kind of development other than
3: exactly? uh, That's why she needs to go to the house of the Undying this season. So there's a point to her (laughs) character (laughs) this season.
4: Wow, really leading heavy on the spoilers. But it really—I'm sorry, Eric. I'm going to make this point really quick. I, it really wouldn't do anything for this season, just because we really haven't seen her. I mean, I'm—I—I I, I could care less if I saw her the rest of this season. She's bitching about her dragons. Go find your damn dragons, okay? <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's but, the thing. Look, they ended this episode. They ended the episode three up ep- three
2: weeks ago. They ended the episode on the House of the Dying. Exactly. So, or the House of the Undying, or that tower. You know, taking the dragons. The fact that she's not doing more, or that she's not the main plot. You know, just tells me that obviously. You know she has stuff to do, but it won't come until much later. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but I, and I don't I wouldn't like it if they just wrote her off now. I do want to no, see what's in the house of the Undying. I do want to see it's that.
1: not it's not that it's not moving though. It's also changing drastically yes. too because yes. yeah. her Kalizar dies. Mm-hmm. You know her dragons are stolen. Uh, the thirteen have their throats slit.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Not very consistent with the written text. Okay, that's fine. But, if that's the case, you need to move it along a little bit, I think, yeah, you know, because, as we already pointed out, you know you're not even at the House of the Undying yet, and that's a pretty cool scene, so I'm interested to see how they do that, but it's it's left some to be desired in in that part of the series, okay. I think
0: that they relied, mm-hmm. and I think that they assumed that what she's doing at Carth may have played on the screen a little better, and it may have been soaked up by the audience a little better, but Game of Thrones has a very smart audience, and it's not the same kind of people that would be watching any other random show like Modern Family. So we want results, we want real resolution with conflict. We don't want to just see someone looking hot, and you know people hitting on her. So I think that they planned it to go differently, and and so I think that this episode or this series, ser- this particular season going coming to an end, is just going to be enough for them to get time to get her going really well in the next few and it probably has a lot to do with why they're splitting it in half because i assume that there's more with Danny um later i don't know yet but i mean those dragons will eventually get will eventually grow and she'll probably turn into the main character
4: i so. Mean, her, her time just hasn't come yet
0: they basically said it word for at the end of this episode though they were just like yeah those dragons will grow up. You know, like they're basically right, saying, right. Hold, "Hold your just wait your turn, Danny. You'll you'll be a main character well, soon." Tyrion
1: was the one who said it yeah. when he said, "One game at a time."
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. should, shouldn't they be going around though trying to kill dragons when they're young, when they're defenseless? Yes.
0: It's like, listen, yeah. if those people in Karth ask yourself this question, "Do you live in Karth?" Yes. Okay, they circle yes. Um, do you have a sweet house because everyone in Karth is rich? <laughs> circle yes. Is it fun? Circle, yes. Uh, Circle, or answer this one long form. This has no multiple choice. You just write what what your opinion is, but do you like the idea of dragons coming and possibly screwing shit up? (laughs) Okay, no? No. Why? Okay, you have good good reasons. Kill the dragons because they're like but the see, size of a dog.
3: That's the, that's the point though. That's so that annoys me so much with the show is because in the books I feel like it makes perfect sense that the dragons are so well hidden and so well protected and mm-hmm. they are so close to Daenerys. Like they they would not be able to just steal them that easily. Right.
4: Right. Yeah. Right.
3: So it kind of she loses her power because she loses her dragons, and when she. Doesn't have a dragon. She doesn't have anything, and then she's just standing there shouting. She's a
0: squib.
2: Well, maybe if season three, maybe in season three, we'll learn a little bit more about why Karth was the greatest city that ever was and ever will be.
0: <laughs> well, we have finally discovered where all of our allegiances lie in the kingship so i guess now it's time for you guys to let us know on twitter who you think should rule the seven kingdoms and i i, I do assume that a few of you guys are going to be extra clever and pull some pop culture references so i can't wait to see what sort of combinations you have with people like justin bieber and kim kardashian so we'll be looking out for those as well
4: what? <laughs> wow okay <laughs> if i the... see a justin bieber one i i will forever <laughs> chastise you and your twitter handle no. Okay, oh,
0: that would be terrible fine. to be chastised. Anyway, uh, this is the time of the week where we go around and we discuss what we thought was the most own moment of the week.
3: Okay, well, my own was um, Yara saying to um, to Theon, go on then, warn me. <laughs> I love that. Yes. When I saw that, I was like, oh yeah.
4: <laughs> mm, go on. Never mind. <laughs>
2: <Born and laughs> I'm born.
4: gonna do something. Ah, <laughs> uh, forget it. Who's next?
2: Who's your Who's your own, Terrence?
4: My own. Um, it's with uh, Tyrion, and whenever he's uh, sitting there with Varys, after uh, Joffrey says I'm gonna give him a red smile and turn him into Joker, um, um, Tyrion says, "Why are all the gods such vicious cunts? Where's the god <laughs> of pits and wine?" <laughs> <laughs> was, I love I, that.
0: That was good.
2: All right, my own then is uh, Tyrion was actually owned by Bronn, I thought, this episode. Uh, The quote is, and how did you accomplish this marked drop in thievery? He says, me and the lads rounded up all the known thieves, he says, for questioning. And he says, "Uh, no, it's just the unknown thieves we need to worry about now.
1: (laughs) That was good. My own goes to Hot Nurse, since I still really don't know what her name is, and uh, she said, you're marrying her for a bridge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's a beautiful bridge. <laughs> I get. Oh, uh, uh, is, is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I have a um, dual owns this week. Um, first one is one I had before, but I'll save that. The second one is definitely inspired by Micah's recent own, and I think that she also should get an honorable mention for an own for owning Rob's virginity. So that was cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> to Lisa,
3: right? That's her name in the series? She can call me
4: whatever the hell she wants to call me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Hi, we don't get emails. Hello, nurse. Hello, anyway, anyway, nurse.
4: Yeah. And I think that my
0: actual own is going to be when uh, Miss Arya was walking around the courtyard of Hall minding her own business. And the guy says to her, he's like, where your you stick now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or maybe hot pie. The pie was owning him constantly because that's all he could think about. So. <laughs> and so, I, he was like, I bet they're putting the sauce on the crust right now. <laughs> Anyway, so those are the sort of things that we we talk about when we're not recording the episode. You guys can only imagine what those things are. And if you would like to sort of get a window inside of that or maybe just join the conversation with us like some of these people did on Twitter this week, we'll go ahead and let you know.
4: One was from uh, Tran Nagwain, and they said, owner of the week, Jack and Hygar because Arya made him her bitch (laughs) (laughs) by naming him. That was good. Oh, God. Okay,
2: yeah. Zach, um, Miss DL, the left lane. I was about to quote that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, last night's ownment question mark. Lady Talisa owned Rob's virginity, dot, 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 with boots on.
0: Great minds think alike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they do. They do. Yes. Yes.
2: Matthew Potter Tokomasho says, and you will know the debt is paid, referring to what he said to Cersei, his his swearing to get her back.
4: Mm. Okay, Bruno that's... Mars says nothing better than a goat woman after a good fight. <laughs> a goat woman? <laughs>
2: Did Bruno Mars really say that? <laughs> yeah, Bruno
4: Mars said that. <laughs> Bruno Mars
0: submitted an owner of the week to us. He really liked the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Bruno. Yeah. We, I call him Brun, Yeah,
3: Bruno. I've got one yeah. from... Uh, uh, Jess O'Neill who you might recognize from the Glee chat who said my own of the week was when a, gir- when a girl told a man his own name
4: <laughs> you know what that yeah. was Jess-, good. Jess O'Neill totally owned us too the guys here on the show she goes you boys should be happy it listed nudity <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: listen I, I, I'm gonna allow that just to be you guys I'm stepping out of that one i yeah, I'll pick, <laughs> um,
2: Jasmine Alvarado says after Joffrey's threat when Tyrion says imagine Stannis' terror Varys his reply i am trying is the best thing ever
0: Ginny 81 said aria totally owned Jackin, obviously but how are they going to fit the battle the house of the undying and what happens after into two episodes and i'm glad to hear that everyone else is thinking the same shit and we're just not a bunch of cynical bastards so thank yeah. you and
1: eric i have the first part of your quote here uh, from matthew potter I don't know. You didn't read the first part, did you?
2: Uh, which, sorry.
1: A day will come when you think you're safe and happy, and your joy will turn to ashes in your mouth. Oh, that ooh, ooh, oh! <laughs> and you will know the debt is paid.
2: Right. I only got the second thing. Sorry, Twitter, for only. Uh, sorry, Matthew Potter, for only allowing 140 characters, and your own being a little longer than that. <laughs> and me, me, only reading one of your thing tweets in the feed. But Bill, Bill Bennett, Bill, aka Bill, on Twitter. Says, Game of Owns, Ownage, me owning Diablo 3. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honorable mention for Diablo 3. Yeah. Well, I guess that. Larry the Wombat get, gets an honorable mention for not only knowing the name of an actress, <laughs> which is legit, but also constantly giving us really funny oh, shit. Yeah. On both um, and
2: Twitter. Larry the Wombat says apparently Davos totally owned those damn onions everyone
0: was using to make fun of him. <laughs> 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 and with that, that is how we close Game of Owns this week. You know how to send us Owns, they are at our Twitter handle, which is twitter.com slash game of Owns.
3: I would like you all to go to hyperbole.com which is dot com, and leave your comments in the Game of Owns post, because that is where I will see them.
2: Be sure to wish Andrew Sims, the site's owner, a happy birthday.
3: A happy birthday, yes, it is today. It's going well, on to today tomorrow. My to today, my time. Today, really? It's today for me.
1: So. Aw, happy birthday. And if you happen to see somebody <laughs> riding on the subway, <laughs> wearing send, us a pen, you can <laughs> send us your pictures of sleeping. Send us <laughs> your pictures. Add contact at com. <laughs>
0: Submit your hand of the King <laughs> SBNIs. And, and we will post account. them on our website,
1: which is com, as well as our Facebook, which is Facebook.com slash Owns.
0: Your iTunes comments, subscriptions, five stars have been overwhelming completely. I think we've had at least two yeah. conversations this week about how awesome you guys are in our email chain. So thanks again, guys. The I just got that joke that that Davos... That the <laughs> this episode of In Game of Thrones.
1: See That is how it goes. <laughs> Perfectly. I
0: am Eric Skull. This is Game of Thrones. <laughs> I am Zach Lurie. This is Game of Thrones. I'm Mike Atan. Uh,
4: this is Game of
3: Thrones. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm Selena Wilkins. <laughs> we don't have to keep the format. And I'm
4: Terrence Pinkston, And Game I'm so bonus. happy we got to see that field nurse this episode. <laughs> well, bye. Well, Goodbye.
3: Bye. Well,
4: bye.
1: Yeah. Huh? What? Well,
0: yeah. well, Well, well. Blackwater? You're right. Well, fellas, <laughs> y'all all done? <laughs> <laughs> Blackwater's Yay. coming up real soon.